My name's Dave, I like video games This is my podcast called Dave Video Games If you like games, well I'm the same So here's this podcast, it's Dave Video Games It's Dave Video Games It's Dave Video Games Day video games. Hi Sam, you alright? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, thanks, Dave Stanya. How are you? Not too bad. Have you had a good day? Yeah, it's been alright. I've successfully procrastinated for several hours and I was meant to be writing my own podcast. But <laughs> I'll do it tomorrow, it's fine. I see news. I've been enjoying the fifth season. I liked how you started it off with a very on episode one where you were where you were doing a bit of a monologue. I liked that one. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I do that with most of them, to be fair. Oh, no, I see you mean, yeah, the public service announcement I did on that one. That was because I think somebody wasn't available on the day, so I had to put on a silly voice, which I realised afterwards was just plagiarism from Peter Starofinovich, but never mind. Because was, was Danny on well? Was that the case? Yeah, he yeah. wasn't very well that week, and I left it too late to ask somebody else at the last minute, but it's fine. <laughs> and I see news. It's got a very, very handsome cast member as well. Uh, <laughs> it does, it has several handsome cast members, but you're the most handsome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I am in it, in it uh, killing all the billionaires. Killing all the billionaires, playing an absolute psychopath, which I think is quite fun for you, isn't it? You don't <laughs> yeah. get to be men well. Cute little killer, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know you like games, because when when we used to live together, we always you always had a pad in your hands from time to yeah, time. Yeah, but I play too much, probably, to be honest. But, you know, it's... <laughs> It's fine, isn't it? It's the 21st century, kind of a one. <laughs> Besides, for 18 months, there's been nothing else to do. Is, um, I remember I was living with you when Skyrim first came out the first time. Oh, God, yeah. No, I rinsed that for a very long time. I always see you as a stealth archer. <laughs> yes, I was. A, a, to be fair, I think I, I did most of the playthroughs on that. I finished it as a mage, certainly. I did. I definitely finished it as a stealth archer. That's my, that's my go-to mm. gaming style, is... Mm. Sneaky little bastards. <laughs> just kill everybody before they know I'm there. That's how I like to operate. The only thing I don't do on those games is just the, the all-out, full-armour, slapping people about mode. I just don't tend to do the barbarians and the, and the warriors. See, I played it for the first time in the lockdown, and yeah, I was just a, hit you with a sword, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I saw on the Switch, it's like it's motion-controlled now as well, so you can kind of, if you've got it on the screen, you can use your, your Joy-Cons to sort of use the bow and fire it like that, which... That sounds good for about five minutes, right? Yeah. I mean, I've been trying to get the hang of some of the motion controls on Switch, because we've got one of those, too. Like, it, it, I don't know if I've set it up wrong or what, but I've tried a bit of the Sonic and Mario Olympics, and things are just firing off the screen in random directions. And I can't do the... like. I, I could just about hit the ball on Mario Golf, mm. but Hazel was just there swinging the Joy-Cons about and getting very irritated. <laughs> so we just, we just played it on button mode after that for like the next three playthroughs. <laughs> Video game have you been playing recently? What's in your disk drive? Loads it up repeatedly. What's been entertaining you so consistently? What video game have you been playing recently? What video game have you been playing recently? That's what I want to know. Please, will you tell it to me? What's been making your hands move so furiously? What video game have you been playing recently? Um. So, what have you been playing recently? 
recently, the one I've been playing quite a lot of, I've been releasing Green Hell at the moment, again on Switch. Green Hell? Green <laughs> Hell, yeah, it's great. It's a, it's a survival <laughs> game. It's, it's one of these, you know, sort of this genre that's got quite big recently with stuff like, uh, what's it called? The Long Night or something like that. There's the Green Hell is Stranded Deep. Subnautica's a bit like it too, but Green Hell is basically you're a sort of bi- a, a biologist who's stranded in the Amazon. And there's a bit of a loose story with some tribesmen that you're trying to track down, but you've basically got to survive. You've got to manage like the four food groups mm. and forage in the forest and build yourself shelter and try to avoid going mental too. So because your sanity goes up, if you, if you if you sleep on the floor, you get worms burrowing into your skin and that sends you mad. If you eat burned <laughs> meat, it sends you mad. If you get stung by ants and wasps, it sends you mad. It's quite a challenging game. It's, you've got to do quite a lot to kind of keep on top of everything. Uh, what's happening when you go in mad? Like, you hallucinate and you kind of get attacked by sort of hallucinating tribesmen that come after you and again the screen kind of goes dark and everything twists a little bit and you hear people whispering in the woods it's quite trippy yes that's the sort of stuff I love when it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah when it starts messing with your uh, perceptions yeah, it's, yeah. It's not, it hasn't got like the best graphics in the world I don't think it's a particularly massive studio mm. and because it's ported from PC on Switch it can be an absolute nightmare trying to juggle your inventory because it, it does it like a proper backpack you've got places in your back you've got like loops that you'll put your sticks through mm. and you've got a general compartment for food and another compartment for sort of general luggage and you can press a button to auto-sort it, but when you when you get like slashed by a jaguar or a, or a lion in the forest, mm. you get different kinds of wounds on your four limbs, and you've got to find like ants in your backpack to staple together the slashes from the tiger and stuff <laughs> like that. And the ants are tiny, so on a switch you can't pick the fucking things up, so you're slowly bleeding to death trying to get hold of ants in your backpack <laughs> to save your own life. That can get a bit stressful. You've just got to build a shelter with a roof so you can save often. <laughs> uh, I've played a few of them. Like I played Subnautica. I played The Forest, which sounds similar. Uh, that's cannibals. and Yeah, I, I, I just picked up The Forest because I really enjoyed Grunhell and I tried to sort of get into it, but I, it's not quite as in-depth on the survival element, is it? It's more like sort of base building and yeah. tower defence in a way. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I played it for like, I played the first 10 minutes just literally yesterday and chopped down some trees and then got immediately attacked by a nutcase. So I killed him, <laughs> went down to the beach, found like two great white sharks, cut their heads off and carried those around for a bit and then I just didn't really know what I was doing. I had a similar experience, yeah, um, where you'd see all these lists of fantastic like tree houses you can make but uh, I'd find that it was such an arse ache to try and just make a little barrier so I can have a sleep yeah. that, that I was like, oh, I'm never going to build a big tree house for the government yeah, slide. I think that's, that's the main problem with some of the ported survival games is that there's so much micromanaging to do with clicking on the screen that it's really hard to do on a console port. Mm. But I'm not a PC gamer. I haven't got a PC set up, so everything's on console. I also hate in those... like I do find the survival stuff, like, again, ball-ache. Like, <laughs> like, oh, you're cold. You, you got, you've got to make a fire and dry your clothes out. But all your sticks are wet. <laughs> yeah, to thankfully, Greenhouse doesn't go quite that far. Like, I think your fire goes out if it gets rained directly on. But you just put it under a shelter and you're okay. Like, there's no wet statistic on your clothes, I don't think. Mm. You, you things don't get wet, as it were. Sanity goes up if you sleep by a fire or if you rest by it. So you get your sanity back by keeping yourself warm. Because it's the rain for us, I don't think you need to worry too much about being cold. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's... The, is, it, is it The Long Night is the other survival one? Because that one is like... Hazel started playing that the other day. and it's, you, Your plane crashes and you're freezing to death immediately. So you've got to start a fire in the Canadian wilderness. Right. <laughs> and it's like, well, no, you can't because it's the Canadian wilderness and everything's wet. And also there's a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Just seems too stressful. I'd rather have a nice leisurely walk through the Amazon getting attacked by Jaguars. <laughs> uh, is there anything else recently you've been playing? Uh, that's the one I've been reaching the most of. I think I've made a start on Hollow Knight, which was it's sort of a Cuphead style platformer that I think was another, it was another Kickstarter game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
I had a, I had a, st- I had a play on that. It's not really my sort of game in terms of the 2D sort of side-scrolling platformers, mainly because I don't like being challenged to that extent, and it's very mm. hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've, I've made a good stab at it. I'm a bit lost at the moment, so I need to go back to that, figure out where I'm going next. Because it's, it's, a, it's a Metroidvania where you kind of go back round once you've picked up different skills to explore different areas. I'm exactly the same as you said. It's not my kind of game. And I, yeah, 2D platformers, when they get really hard, we have yeah. to like, wall slide, jump, wall slide, jump, a dodge yeah. those spikes. <laughs> and yeah. There's a lot of that, yeah. Because you, you, I'm at this section at the moment where there's clearly a boss I can get to if I do a bunch of the wall sliding, jumping, avoiding the spikes. But I've hit the spikes about five times by the time I reach him, and then he batters me straight away. So <laughs> it's just getting a bit tricky. And I can't figure out how you power up your nail, which is your sword. And I need a stronger nail. Mm. need a harder stick to stab things with in life and in games. <laughs> uh, how do you find the you've died, go and find your body aspect? That, yeah, that's, that's, that's a bit Dark Soulsy. that, isn't yeah. it? Which is, which is a whole genre of games that I've tried so much with, but because I have so little tolerance for being told that I failed at something, <laughs> I can't do it. Like, I've, I've, like, like I've, I bought Sekiro without realising it was a Dark Souls game, and that, that was like a 60 quid purchase because it's never come down in price because everyone loves it. <laughs> and just immediately got annihilated and went, this just feels like Dark Souls. <laughs> and I've never been good at Dark Souls. I don't get Dark Souls. Dark Souls frightens me, but not because of the aesthetic, because it's so hard and it makes me feel like a failure. And I know every gamer that likes it is like, blah, 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 I should care if I don't be good at it. No, you haven't. Sometimes games are meant to be fun rather than actively irritating. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> um, I've yeah, I've tried Bloodborne, couldn't get on with that. Exactly that the stupid, same. Yeah, that was on P- that was on PS Plus, wasn't it? So I got that on the free down. Yeah, yeah, me and too. And hated it. Yeah, hated it I'm glad I didn't spend any money on that. Yeah, but then I was like, also gave Dark Souls a good go, and like I did defeat a few of these hard hard bosses, but yeah, it's it just having to do the same thing over and over again. And like they don't, there's no way they're doing that thing where, ooh, there's a boss, here's a load of stuff to maybe help you. Mm. It's like, no, you have to go through a corridor of very hard bosses, uh, very hard enemies to get to, and even harder ones. It's like, yeah. are you having a good time? Yeah, no, no, really not. And I, I don't know what it is. It's like the collision detection on those games. Like, it doesn't, I don't find it satisfying when you hit something. The animations mm. when you're swinging about are really slow because everything's about how you coordinate your anima- your attack animation against their attack animation. Mm. Like, it doesn't feel like anything connects in the right way for me, which just makes the combat really hard to enjoy. Like, I watched a guy do a proper speedrun of it, where he, I think he finished the third one in about 19 minutes, because he figured out all of the points where you can, like, jump off an enemy's head to clip down the side from one level to another and rush through getting the power-ups. And I just, how much time have you spent of your life <laughs> figuring this out? And then, like, it, 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 it was the, the one he uploaded, I think he said, was something like his 30th attempt at it. And he got furious halfway through because of one missed hit on something. And he was like, that's going to ruin the whole run. I was like, well, then, then do something else. <laughs> just, just do something else. Play Mario Kart or something. But, hey, we're talking about him right now. <laughs> he are. got to you. <laughs> oh, yeah, and to be fair, he was, he was thinking people that were just sending him money the whole way through the video feed. So I imagine it paid off in the end for him. But... I, it's just not a fun game for me. None of those are fun, which I don't get. The whole point is they're meant to be fun. (laughs) 
Tell me your favorite. Tell me your favorite. What's the game? When you played it, you just knew it was your favorite. Tell me your favorite. Tell me your favorite. A special place in your heart to the finish from the start. Tell me your favorite. Tell me your favorite. Completed it loads of times. Could be a classic or a surprise. Tell me your favorite. Tell me your favorite. What's the best one? Say it to David. Tell us now. What is your favorite? Tell me your favorite. Have you got a favorite game? You're an all-time best one. I like anything with sort of a big open world that you can get a bit lost in. So I've sunk hours and hours into games like Skyrim and Red Dead and like anything like that, really. Anything a bit fantasy. Like I've done a, any Elder Scrolls game I'll pick up and spend ages on. Uh, but the one that I've probably spent more time than anything else on is probably Final Fantasy VII, just the number of times I've played it and the amount of time I've spent replaying it. Because I think I picked that up... It would have been a PS1 release, wouldn't it? Originally? Yeah, it was. Yeah, so because... I'm, like, I'm, I'm one of four kids, and my little sister is quite a lot younger than the three of us. So I think when there were three boys of a similar age in that period in the 90s, my mum just needed whatever she needed to distract us and stop us from beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> so I think we did like the full natural progression of most consoles. I think we had we had like the Nintendo, and then the SNES, and then eventually the N64. I'm not sure when I got my hands on a PS on a PlayStation for the first time because we were Nintendo kids originally. But I fell in love with Final Fantasy with Final Fantasy VII very quickly, and I remember like. It was before the time when you could really find things on the internet. You needed a book to figure out how to get the gold chocobo. Mm. So I had to I had to read that in a magazine and follow that religiously to get hold of the gold one. And then you got the Knights of the Round. And I think with some of the ports now, like I've got Final Fantasy VIII on the Switch, and I think you can just press the thumbstick to speed up the game itself and also turn on constant limit breaks so you can't get beaten by things. But no, Final Fantasy VII, I properly did the grind. Like, I've done the grind several times on it. Like, I've, mm. I've, I've literally, even from the age of, like, 12, I think I'd figured out how to get, like, the, the quad material so you can cast Knights of the Round four times and then Barrett mimics it and does it again cast <laughs> it four times. And that's how you beat Emerald's Weapon and it takes fucking hours. But yeah, that's definitely the one I spent the most time grinding on. And the remake I really enjoyed as well. It's a different game. Mm-hmm. So I think anybody who's expecting it to be exactly the same is going to be disappointed. But just seeing it redone properly and just watching that massive gulf of sort of graphics quality and how different the gameplay is, it's just quite fun to do it again, to revisit that sort of world. Yeah, uh, I've not tried the remake yet. Um, again, that was a PlayStation Plus one. But yeah, I loved Final Fantasy VII when I was a kid. I had a little book that came with a magazine and did the same. And, yeah. and it was fun just referencing like and, like and figuring all these things out that it told you. Yeah. I also played Final Fantasy VIII, the remaster, was it? Yeah. The one with the speeding up things. Yeah, yeah, it's on Switch at the moment. I'm playing through that at the moment too, to be fair. I, I find that I don't know how I survived as a kid playing Final Fantasy VIII without that, because... It's so slow without it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's the attention span, just how games have moved on, but yeah, like without it, it does feel absolutely laborious. Mm. Like just moving around the map, you've got to be <laughs> times three speed or you'll take forever. It's mad. And just, and we played it at that speed as kids. We must have done. Yeah. But how we didn't get frustrated, I've got no idea. And being able to turn off the random battles as well. Mm. Like, well, you can do that if you're a level up dying gloss anyway, mate. Encounter half and encounter none. <laughs> so that's, how, that's how you saw that problem, even back in the day. <laughs> well, I'll have to go back and tell my little uh, boy self. <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy VII as well. And what do you reckon they're going to do? Because the remake only goes up to leaving Midgar. And I know yeah. this changes... They, to... they, 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 I think they're planning on doing several games. I'm trying to think where it ended out. Because I, I don't think you've even left Midgar at the end of the first one. But I don't particularly remember... It's been a while since I finished it. Maybe you did. 
But yeah, I know they're certainly planning on doing several games. Like you've only seen flashes of Sephiroth by the time you finish the remake. Mm. And there's you know quite a lot to do, sort of just running around in the slums, figuring things out. I just like any game where you can sort of collect power-ups like that and uh, do the summons. It's, always, it's, it's, it's the best mechanic about Final Fantasy games, is the ability to sort of build up that roster. And it was the first yeah. game that had a really good minigame in it as well, the Final Fantasy VIII. Final Fantasy VIII had the card game in it, which was, a, which was really fun to do. And that's kind of carried through into things like Witcher 3. I spent hours yeah, just playing course. Gwent in Witcher 3. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and in Final Fantasy 7 as well as a kid, when I like looking back on the CGI bits, and at the time, you were like, oh my god, look yeah. at the graphics for this bit! <laughs> and we look at them now, and it's just a load of blocks moving around. Yeah. Well, the one we absolutely rinsed when we were kids was uh, No Mercy on the N64. And just the fact it had like the wrestlers' actual music for the first time, as opposed mm. to the generic like sound of like terrible synth crashing pans, which was <laughs> all the other THQ wrestling games before that. But the fact it just had really terrible eight-bit quality flashing images for the videos on the Titantron as well. <laughs> so that was amazing. It was it was like oh my god, they look exactly like them. And I've still got an N64, and I still play it every now and then, and it's, it just looks so shit. But it's still a brilliant game. I find that I can't go back to like the, the that era of games. Like I think even I'd say I struggle to go back to PlayStation Two. Mm. I think I'm so molly coddled by the like user friendliness of more yeah. recent games to go back. It's I don't know. Well, I'll pick up because I've got a few cartridges for the N64, and I'll still play just every now and then if I'm upstairs and she's working downstairs and I can't get to a proper console. I'll sit and play <laughs> a couple of the wrestling games. Because that's the D-pad and it's the buttons and it's muscle memory. I picked it up straight away and could still beat things on hard and that, that was the first time I played it in about 10, 15 years, I think. Mm. So I played that much of it as a kid. But yeah, no, I, did. I picked up Goldeneye and just using a single stick to move and I can't do it at all. Like, I don't know how we managed it as kids. <laughs> it makes no sense. My brain is completely hardwired in a different way now to play games and I cannot move it. I have to hold down the bumper, I think, to aim with any precision and it's really weird. Well, there was that time when we had a full player of Goldeneye yeah. at Edith Avenue. And we were just and shooting up the walls. Yeah, we? none of us could do it. We just looked like we were on all our roller skates or something. Somebody still decided to be odd job, even though we couldn't hit anybody anyway. <laughs> Any other honourable mentions for favourite game? Witcher 3, definitely. Mm. Witcher 3's got to be up there, because I think I've probably spent... I've replayed that probably three or four times, start to finish, with all the DLC as well. It's just such a massive game and it doesn't actually get dull because the storytelling in it is so great it's mm. brilliant it's a one of those ones I can just start again once I've kind of forgotten what happens in it and play through the whole thing again from start to finish I kind of associate that kind of fantasy game with yourself I think it's a genre of books you tend to read as well yeah or? I think that's I used to just I used to rinse through any sort of fantasy novel when I was a kid I think I kind of replaced that as I got older with sort of playing through them in games like I've just picked up The Witcher now, to be fair, to actually start reading them now that I've uh, played the game so many times. It's probably a negative sign that I've given up all of the reading and replaced it with video gaming. But yeah, <laughs> I think it doesn't get enough rap, rap, sort of rap as a sort of genuine storytelling medium, because it can be. Like If you look at some things like the Mass Effect trilogy and the Dragon Age games, it's a mm. proper fantasy and it is a real story. There's a lot that goes on into it with brilliant writers and excellent sort of voice performances. I think Mass Effect's probably got to be out there. I just, I just redid the trilogy of that now that it's all kind of been bundled together in one go. I've not touched Andromeda because nobody's told me to touch Andromeda. By all accounts, you shouldn't touch Andromeda. It sounds like shite compared to the other three. But yeah, a bit of a grind doing the first one because obviously that's very dated now. And like, <laughs> isn't the, the, just the actual gameplay of it is quite bad. 
that you're doing it to set up the story because everything feeds into the third game. Mm. But yeah, by the end of that, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Why well, that was a genuinely good one. I think as much as there are very good stories in games, I think there is a kind of trope that they all, that that a lot of them fall into. Like I've just done Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and like everyone who's you bump into that is as much as they are like little tiny stories contained it's very much just a vehicle to give you something to oh, do oh yeah yeah i think there's a, there's a big part of that which is part of the reason why i like mass effect so much is because it's it's there is a linear element to it like there, there has to be in any game obviously but i think just the world building is a lot deeper than something that like it is in assassin's creed i know assassin's creed kind of has its mythology and mm. it's got you know it's, it does have its character driven bits, but Mass Effect really is building up a narrative from the first one all the way through to the end. And every decision you make can kind of impact how the war goes in the final one, which I quite like about it. And all of the and the thing that's really good about Mass Effect is the way that your sort of choices do genuinely impact the characters that you play with because people die that otherwise wouldn't. And if you don't like earn the loyalty of your crew in Mass Effect Two, things go less well for you in the final mission and things like that. And, and then it's how they react to you in the third one. Like there's, a, there's an angry nihilist psychic that you pick up in the second one and if you treat her with enough respect and maintain your distance she's kind of sorted her life out by the third one whereas if you just are a cunt and try to shag her she ends up quite messed up which is just a lesson for all men really <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want to pick up the, the new remastered trilogy of it I played the very first one back in the day with the the yeah, moon buggy. Yeah, the the moon buggy thing gets phased right out. I think there's a couple of sections with it, but the, yeah, the planetary actual exploration is is quite a grind. <laughs> in the first one, it really is. The gameplay's not great on the first one. They haven't really changed the way that it plays, mm. so it's you know it's it's not sort of the same sort of cover shooter with the same tactics as the second and third ones are. But it's the shortest one to play through. I think so. Just rattle through it. Don't bother trying to find everything on every planet because bloody hell, it takes forever <laughs> and it has very little impact at the end. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Don't need all the Thorian medals or whatever it is. No, stay there because you, you've got to literally physically find them all on a, on the maps of all the planets you can land on. Whereas in the second one, you can scan them from space and that can be quite laborious too. Whereas in the third one, it's just you're at war, fix it. Have <laughs> <laughs> I made this up? Is Big Ben in it at one point? Have I made that up? There is a giant attack on London. Yes. Ah, so, okay. So yeah, you are. You <laughs> are big banners in it. Yeah, you are, you, are, here. you are fighting in London as the Reapers are coming for you in the third one. I think. Space London. Space London. <laughs> when you were a lovely baby, or perhaps just younger than you are today, what? was the first video game you played let's go back in time to when your memories were made when you had tiny little infant hands holding the controller you didn't yet understand you press start and then it all began starting off everything like the big bang when you were a lovely baby or perhaps just younger than you are today let's go back to when your memories were made what was the first video game that you ever played so what was your first game when did you very first start playing Games. Well, it's trying to figure out what what the, what the very first one would have been because, uh, like I say, we we did the full triumvirate of Nintendo consoles. I don't particularly remember playing the NES, but we definitely had one. I remember playing. I, I, I definitely played the first Super Super Mario. I definitely played a lot of Yoshi's Island on the SNES and a lot of the original Street Fighter on the SNES as well. Uh, yeah, it, it probably would have been the original Super Mario was the very first one, but we kind of we kind of grew up with all three of those. I hammered the N sixty four more than anything else, mm. and then I think when I was twelve, three of us got cast in this um, 
like BBC period drama thing. So we got some extra wages for that. We're doing it for about 30 days over the summer. And we kind of put a big chunk of that money towards buying like a house PC. Oh, wow. So after, after that, like it was all the early console games. So I played loads of Theme Hospital, loads of Dungeon Keeper. And uh, the one that I really, really liked, which I'm wishing, I, I don't even get it on Steam, I might try, is uh, Heroes of Might and Magic. Mm. Which is a great one for sort of, it was just resource management, building up teams. Warcraft 2 was the one I played hours and hours of as well. But, you know, can't do that anymore because turns out Blizzard are dicks. Oh, yeah, that's, that's been in, that's the news, video yeah, game news recently. Yeah, it sounds horrendous. Yeah, because um, somebody got uh, fired today, but then it just means Bobby, Co- what's it, Bobby Kotick? Optic. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what the backstory is, but it sounds like it had like a horrendous culture at the studio. The, the fun thing is that like I think some of their shareholders were suing them because of the horrendous negativity of the story, and now because that legal action has caused the share price to plummet, they are suing them again for causing the share price to plummet. <laughs> so they've been double sued by their own shareholders. The second lawsuit of which is because of the first lawsuit. Yeah. So yeah, they need to make some fairly sweeping changes. It sounds like I just saw that the, the, they had a suite at some hotel with a bit giant portrait of Bill Cosby in it. Yeah, the Cosby suite. I think. Yeah, it just yeah. doesn't sound particularly welcoming to female coders. No. One guy who kept saying to female staff how he would marry them and then try and kiss them, and um, I mean there was rumored that one woman got. Uh, like harassed so much that she committed suicide yeah I think somebody certainly did kill herself yeah. it's how connected it is who knows it just sounds horrible it sounds mm. like a, it's just like a horrible workplace culture which is weird when you consider just how immensely dorky it is yeah, <laughs> yeah that's I think that makes it extra cringe where it's all like these obvious nerds with this frat boy culture yeah. it's just such a <laughs> yeah there's no actual chance to go in there and slap them upside the head yeah <laughs> One of the chief operating officers used to work for uh, George Bush. Yeah, yeah. I, I read about them appointing all kinds of horrendous Republicans to like the senior board and things like that. Yeah, like, yeah you've you got a genuine torture torture advocate yeah. running a gaming company. And she tweeted recently, like, uh, "Why whistleblowers are bad." Article. Yeah, like, what is that? The room. All these companies now. It's like you shouldn't, but you shouldn't pay. You know, you shouldn't join a union because they're terrible for you as the worker. But what we will do is throw several million pounds at this union busting firm. But you shouldn't. You don't need one, honest. We need to pay to stop you doing it, but you don't need one. It's like, no, thank you. I just I remember the. It was the voiceover work on the second World of Warcraft that I just really enjoyed. Okay, I'll go over there. Okay. It's <laughs> just the orcs they do it all the time okay I'll mine I'll chop it down <laughs> I remember there was a Sega at the two doors up the road at my neighbour kid's house as well I used to go and play that a lot when we could because we didn't have a Sega at the house so that was exciting played a lot of Golden Axe mm. that was the one we played uh, did you go for the little uh, what was it dwarf it's so great fantasy to say dwarf yeah with an axe guy in blue pants with sword or woman with Green bra. Green bra. <laughs> I think I always went for the big guy with the sword. Mm. Just a straightforward game. Defeat everything with chuckle, 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 chuckle. That was it. And then little imps would run and steal your yeah, things while yeah, you slept. And you had to try and kick them off the screen <laughs> to get your gold back. Oof. Yes. So you played Mario as a kid. I kind of wondered if that would put you in good stead for Hollow Knight because I never did. I was a Sonic guy. It was yeah. just press forward. I mean, I, I, I can do it. I've played enough of those games. It's just not one I'd actively seek out, and I haven't. I haven't sort of played it for years. And I played it on the PlayStation. I played it on the PS4 at first because it was on there, the dirt cheap. So I tried it on that, and I don't know what about it. Just I couldn't get the hang of the timing on anything. 
but then I've got it on the Switch as well, and on the Switch I'm far better at it. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's, it just seems to be better suited to playing a handheld somehow, I don't know how. I don't know if there's a, a lag between my brain and what happens on a screen slightly further away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've got, I'm getting the, the hang of the timing a bit better mm. on console. But no, I, I played quite a lot of Mario as a kid. But I was, I was never like excellent at it. I'm not one of those people that can do sort of the insane speed runs where you're bouncing off enemies' heads throughout the map mm. and picking off the walls. And now because they've got the Super Mario World Creator one, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, Mario Maker. Where so. people just make the most absurd and horrendous maps <laughs> yeah. that you cannot mathematically survive without timing <laughs> everything perfectly. And again, these people like the Dark Souls guy just commit all their time to cracking it. And it's like, but you're, you're just playing the same infuriating level over and over and over and over. And it's not what I get into games for. No. Like, I, I need the dopamine hit of achieving something faster than that. Like, mm. it's, it's, it's an addictive personality trait to uh, the way I play games. Like, I, I need the relief. Like, <laughs> I can't deal with the stress of dying constantly. No, not for me. That leads quite nicely into the next question. Which is, when do you tend to play games? When do you play your video games? The minutes turn into hours, which become an entire summer's day. And when that time has been whiled away, do you feel accomplished or dismay? When do you play your video games? I sit very still, except for my hands, which move and move me through digital lands. My thumbs order the commands, as time slips through my fingers like sand, exfoliates as I play my video games. If your time is a game, and every day is a level, and there are no extra lives, we're all trying to score as many points as we can before we die. When do you play your video games? Like, when in your spare time do you get a chance to play video games? When in your busy schedule, and I guess to what purpose, if you're saying you need that sense of achievement? It's, it's, it's most of my relaxing time, to be honest. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm procrastinating and the TV's free, I'll certainly play something. I'll, I'll get through the TV that I want to watch, if there's a series I'm enjoying, I'll burn through that. But then, generally speaking, most of my downtime won't be spent watching something idly on television. It'll be gaming on something, or even if it's you know something idle on the telly. I'll sit and play Switch or some stupid repetitive mobile game that is of no benefit to anybody and really ought to be deleted off my phone. But because I'm fifth now, I can't put it down. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just totally blanket ban on um, mobile games. That's probably a good idea because the one, the one I'm, the one I'm, the one I'm on, it's terrible. I'm gonna find it. It's a, it's just a, it's a, it's, you don't even have anything to do in it particularly. It's Idle Hero Tower Defense, and it's literally a game that plays itself. You set up your things on the map, and then look. Oh, you can have the, you can have the sound effects on your podcast and everything. It literally just plays itself. <laughs> you set the towers up, and when you die, like. When you die, you'll restart on a new map. And every every three days, there is an actual player-versus-player tournament on a Wednesday and a Sunday where you kind of start again from scratch and set up your base. And because, look, I'm fifth now. <laughs> and I literally leave that playing overnight because you don't get the gold out of it until you, you know, you've got to be sitting watching it happen. And I don't know why I do it because it's terrible. It's a complete time drain. All I do is procrastinate and stare at it and nothing happens. You don't do anything. I have no idea why I keep playing it. I actually actively hate it. 
but I'm fifth now and I spent like five quid to get to that point on the boosts and things so I can't delete it now because if I delete it and restore it later on I won't be fifth anymore somebody else would have overtaken you because you've got to leave it running and that's pathetic genuinely pathetic I hate myself for it <laughs> like I plug the phone in at night and turn it face down so that it will play overnight and I'm like haha you're not coming for me no one's getting fifth away from me and then I get the screen report time from my phone it's your phone has been on you, 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 your screen time is up to 17 hours a day <laughs> are you okay yeah. <laughs> do you ever play competitively uh, online or anything is that your bag ever we play quite a lot with each other my wife and I we play a bit of both Mario Kart is is a sour point for me currently <laughs> Because Why? Uh, so, I'm so disappointed with myself. Genuinely, we were playing it, and we, you know, we cracked it, and we thought, thought we'd sussed it out until Rob Mulholland came around and played it with us, and just pointed out, well, you've got the driver's aids on. I had no idea what these were. Wasn't aware that I'd selected them. I think they're auto-selected when you first play the game. It's no, no point does it explain to you that you've got them turned on. What do they do? I think like one of them is an auto-accelerate, so it takes control of the you know the, the way you speed the car up to mm. a certain extent. It still feels like you're doing that yourself though. And the other one is just the auto-steering, so it just stops you bouncing off the edge of the map quite so much. But you can still do all the drifting. You can still do most of the steering yourself. But I had no idea I had either of those turned on. And we rinsed it for hours and hours. We, we played it together to get up to the point where we'd beaten the 200cc races and we got the gold Mario and it felt like a real achievement. And then just ended up online where I obviously called me out for it because I had no idea. Like you, you did this whole thing with cheats on. The other comedians, were, well, one other comedian in particular was furious about it. David Longley will not drop it. He won't leave me alone. And it's fair. It's a fair criticism. He thought I'd achieved it properly. I know he likes his games. He's, he's beaten like Cuphead properly on the most ridiculous difficulty setting. Really? So the guy's got commitment and he can take on a difficult game. And I think he's now set the challenge to himself of getting the guy Mario when he saw that I'd done it. <laughs> and then it turned out that I'd cheated to it without realising I didn't know. And he won't drop it. He won't leave me alone. He mocks me constantly for it. <laughs> like, I can't say anything on Facebook without... Oh, did About you any do, subject. Yeah, yeah, did, did you do the driver's aid version of this, whatever it is. And I've, I've, I've picked it up since and like... I'm still all right at it. I could do 150cc races with everything off and it's fine. Mm. But since you got to 200cc, I'm so used to the timing of everything with the aids on. I can't suss it out. I have to relearn how to play the entire game. And it's infuriating. <laughs> and I'm angry at myself that I didn't start from the beginning, just, you know, without mm. them on. Because so, I probably, you know, the amount of time I've spent playing it the wrong way, if I put that time into it, playing it the right way, I'd probably have done it. I'd, you know, probably be it, but I can't, I can't now because I'm my hands are hardwired into doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. And <laughs> I hate it, and I've not picked it up since. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sorry, Longley. Okay, I'm I'm just sorry. Awesome. Thank you very much for being on, pal. Yeah, it was alright. It was a lot of fun. I like it. Sorry, it's taking me so long to come around and actually. Do no, it. yeah, this is one I've been wanting to do since I started it, which has been two years ago but no um, I'm glad we finally got to do it yes uh, anything to plug what would you like to promote uh, just the main thing would be my own podcast that you're in we do it every week uh, it's got different kind of people doing their guest voices every week it's a satirical comedy news show it's basically a piss take cable network called IC News the hook is that we have access to the entirety of the multiverse so we pick up the st- we sort of look at the week's events in the news and find parallel universes that show you some kind of insight to them. And it's very silly and quite rude and sweary. So that's every Sunday at 8am, there's a new episode of that, wherever you get your podcasts. 
No, it's really good. I'm not just saying that because you're my friend and I'm on it. No, <laughs> I listen every week and yeah, it makes me laugh. <laughs> oh, thank yeah. you. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thanks, pal. Good. <laughs>